thousand planets and spreading out. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. To the bat poles. May the force be with you. Who is that mask man? Avengers, assemble. Good afternoon and welcome to the Fantastic Forum. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. Before we begin today's discussion, here is some genre-related news. BBC TV has named Shuti Gatwa to replace Jodie Whittaker as the new Doctor Who. Gatwa will become the 14th Time Lord on the popular science fiction show and the first person of color to portray the character. He is best known to the audiences as the star of Sex Education on Netflix. Whittaker will make her final appearance as the 13th Doctor in a special episode this fall. In a statement, Gatwa indicated he was excited to be working with Doctor Who showrunner Russell T. Davies. He said, Davies' writing is dynamic, exciting, incredibly intelligent, and fizzling with danger. An actor's metaphorical playground. The entire team have been so welcoming and truly give their hearts to the show. And so as much as it's daunting, I'm aware I'm joining a really supportive family. Unlike the Doctor, I may only have one heart, but I am giving it all to this show. BBC Chief Content Officer Charlotte Moore said, Shuti has an incredible dynamism. He is a striking and fearless young actor whose talent and energy will set the world alight and take Doctor Who on an extraordinary adventure under Russell T. Davies' new era. Earlier this week, Lucasfilm shared a picture on Twitter to mark beginning of production on the Disney Plus series Ahsoka. Not much is known about the series so far, although it is anticipated to have a debut late this year or in 2023. More news on this as it becomes available. New trailers dropped this week for the long-awaited Avatar sequel, Avatar The Way of Water and Season 4 of Westworld. You can view the trailers on one of the Fantastic Forum social media pages. And while you're there, if you haven't already, follow us on Twitter and Instagram and like us on Facebook. We like to be followed and we love to be liked. Avatar The Way of Water is scheduled for theatrical release on December 16th, 2022. And Westworld returns June 26th, 2022 on HBO. It was announced this week that Academy Award winner Christopher Walken has been cast as the Padishah Emperor Shaddam IV in Denis Villeneuve's Dune Part 2. Some cancellations this week as the CW announced that Naomi would not be returning for a second season and Hulu is ending stop-motion animated series Marvel's Modoc after one season. 
A new image from Thor Love and Thunder was shared by Empire Online. The image shows stars Natalie Portman and Chris Hemsworth both in costume and with their respective enchanted hammers. Portman is not wearing the helmet she sported in the trailer. You can view the image on one of the aforementioned FF social media pages. Deadline has reported that Dan Stevens is set to star in the next installment of Legendary's MonsterVerse film franchise, a follow-up to Godzilla vs. Kong. As previously reported, production is scheduled to start in Australia this summer, and Adam Wingard will be returning as director. Stevens and Wingard worked together on the well-reviewed action-horror thriller The Guest. Some sad news, as actor Fred Ward passed away on May 8th. He was known to genre audiences for his work in such films as Time Rider, The Right Stuff, Tremors, and Remo Williams' The Adventure Begins. He was 79. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness opened as the number one movie at last weekend's domestic box office, earning $185 million. It was the 11th highest domestic opening of all time and the biggest launch of 2022. Disney announced yesterday that the film has grossed over $550 million at the global box office in its first nine days in release. On today's show, we're talking about some of these news items and more. But first, here is the official spoiler-free review of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Ulysses Campbell for Fantastic Forum. Doctor Strange Into the Multiverse of Madness is less a sequel to 2016's Doctor Strange than a continuation of the last several Marvel Cinematic Universe movies and streaming television shows. Following the events of Avengers Endgame, Marvel stories have consistently involved either the so-called blip or the multiverse. This offering is obviously, based on its title, no different. The story builds on the events in the Disney Plus streaming series WandaVision and Sony's Spider-Man No Way Home. It also borrows from What If. I'm telling you now that if you haven't seen all of these, you're going to be lost watching this movie. Dr. Stephen Strange is called to protect young America Chavez, a girl with the power to move between dimensions. Chavez is being pursued by an evil force determined to usurp her power for itself. Discovering that the evil force which is after Chavez is witchcraft-based, Strange enlists Avenger Wanda Maximoff to assist. But can the heroes defeat the evil forces before they can steal young America's powers and bring chaos to the entire multiverse? Benedict Cumberbatch reprises his role as the self-styled master of the mystic arts. Also returning from the first film are Benedict Wong, Jewiltel Ejiofor, and Rachel McAdams. Elizabeth Olsen stars as Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch. Sochi Gomez as America Chavez. 
The movie is also chock full of supporting players, some of whom are making cameo appearances that are sure to make comics fans smile. Sam Raimi directs in his return to Marvel following the Spider-Man movies of the early aughts. Being a master of the macabre and the superhero genre serves Raimi well in this picture. He goes about his work with the confidence born of his decades of experience in these genres, and it shows. While the film will excite fans, it is mired in the Marvel formula which has been so well established and is now being reinforced by the television series on Disney+. Loki explored the existence of variants across the dimensions. The presence of other versions of Doctor Strange is central here. Something that bothered me was the degree to which the film relied on other Marvel shows and movies. In creating its shared universe, Marvel has done something singularly unique in storytelling and series movies. But it comes at a price, and that price is the quality of the product, although I doubt many fans will care. I've noted their tendency to not focus on the shortcomings of the Marvel brand, the preference being to celebrate what it offers in its exciting presentation, Easter eggs, and callbacks to the comic source material. And while it makes for an overall enjoyable movie-going experience, you don't want to think too hard about what you're watching as the recognition of the glaring flaws detracts from the enjoyment. Viewing a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie is quite the phenomena, almost like addiction in that the viewer remembers the great feelings from the earlier products and keeps going back in the hope that this one will be like the first time. It becomes more desirable to see the product subjectively rather than objectively, and I think this is what fans have embraced. In an effort to produce a spoiler-free review, I've deliberately omitted a lot about the cameos, which, if I'm being honest, were my favorite part of this movie. Since the acquisition of Fox, there have been some high-profile characters fans have been waiting to see integrated into the MCU. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness takes another step towards that integration. Something else you'll enjoy is the engaging musical score by composer Danny Elfman. Like Raimi, he has an established track record with the genre and takes the opportunity to indulge his craft here. With a runtime of two hours and six minutes, this movie is shorter than usual for a big-budget, epic tentpole picture. That is a plus as Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness feels longer. There's a lot happening, especially with the constant travel between universes. You won't necessarily be looking at your watch, but the time goes by quicker than you might think. It's rated PG-13 for intense sequences of violence and action, frightening images, and some language. As Captain America the Winter Soldier was a political thriller and Ant-Man was a heist movie, this is closer to the horror genre. I'd be mindful about bringing children younger than about 12 or 11, as there are some really scary parts. But, like most Marvel offerings, there isn't any sex. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness flirts with, but doesn't actually make any profound statements. Sam Raimi dresses everything up nicely. Now, you make sure to hang around for the two post-credit scenes. I enjoyed this movie. I only wish that it was more because of the movie than the Easter Egg fan service. Two and a half stars out of four. Ulysses Campbell for Fantastic Forum. And there you have it, the official FF review of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Starring Benedict Cumberbatch, Elizabeth Olsen, and Sochi Gomez. 
which opened in theaters nationwide last week. Um, I also had a review, well, excuse me, I don't had, I, I have a review of Top Gun Maverick. I'm not going to play that for you this week, but you can check it out if you go to the Fantastic Forum Radio Show podcast page, which you can reach through the gate geek through the great geek refuge. Mike, it's way too alliterative. Through the great geek refuge or on any platform where you find your favorite podcast. So uh, be sure to check that out because it was surprisingly good. I went in expecting that movie to be like really no good at all. And it was surprisingly good. Talking about Tom Cruise make bangers. Indeed. Yeah. Okay. Wait. So, um, in the absence of many new releases and with multiple theater screenings, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is expected to remain the number one movie again this weekend. So uh, now it's time for us to introduce today's panel. Joining me are Julian Lytle, Emily Witten, and fresh from his Disney World vacation, Mike Lunsford. Welcome <laughs> to the show, everybody. Hello. Hello. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, back. It, not everybody is going to Disney World. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what? Everybody could if they wanted to. <laughs> Only if you got the cake, my friend. It's getting more and more <laughs> expensive to attend even a day at Disney. So, um, is, not even counting getting there. This is true, but many days, many meals are ramen for me. Um, <laughs> you make sacrifices for the things that you want to spend money on. So. Hey, look, I, I'm, That's I'm, fair. I didn't, I didn't claim you were rolling in it, even though no. you did get a promotion this week. Hey, you know, we're not gonna. Yeah. <laughs> we're not even gonna mention that though. <laughs> there's supposed, there's two different mics, okay? GGR mic and that other mic don't. They can't exist in the same spot. The don't same cross time. the streams. <laughs> exactly. oh, wait, yeah, that, Thank that, you, that. Emily. Yes. Was wasn't there an episode of Seinfeld like that? Because there was yeah. relationship a George, George, a George and yeah, friendship George. Stand. <laughs> oh my goodness! Hey, so people are going nuts out there for this Doctor Strange movie, you guys. Last weekend there was a, a New York City AMC theater that featured more than sixty showings of this thing in a single day. Well, and notice I mean, they also charged more more for Doctor Strange than the other movies. Really? Oh, were they? they? Yeah, they oh. charged. They were, they they're doing that actually in all the theaters really? across the nation. It's like about a fifty cents to a dollar more. Wow, I had no idea. They're doing that with all the big and releases. They, they did it for the Batman. Batman yeah, yeah. It's because the they have to split it with all the multiverses, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody gets good. a cut. <laughs> that was good, Emily. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I'm I here mean, for, once a, a time. <laughs> of course, you got to imagine that they're spending, they're they're charging more in every universe. No, Mike, what was that? <laughs> I just said that's a topical humor. Ah, that's right. Yeah, you know the one thing that's kind of bugging me about this, and uh, I mean, I don't, I don't really want to go down the rabbit hole on Doctor Strange, but really, I, I, I really don't. <laughs> I, I got more than one thing, but anyway, I'm sure you do. <laughs> you know, Happy I mean, Halls of Haggis. <laughs> that would be its own show, actually. Oh no, I'm sorry, that was a Doctor Strange reference. You said, you know, and I thought Asgard, and apparently. There was the possibility. Well, okay, I'm not even going to go there. But I was there's something that I was reading about that. So, but no, what's bugging me about this is the film has been out for a week, and p- 
people have just flat lost their minds over this movie. I mean, they're all excited about really? the. Oh yeah, by okay. all I mean. Well, okay. Please part speak of, on. Well, no part of <laughs> part of what I because it's only been out for a week, so I'm trying to avoid just overtly. Oh, by the way. If you're listening to this and you have not seen Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, be warned, there will be spoilers. I'm I about can't to drop myself. one right now. Well, <laughs> and that's what I was that's exactly what I was gonna say. A lot of people can't help themselves in terms of spoiling this movie. I mean, I saw it and I was all excited. I'm like, oh wow, look, they've got the Illuminati in here. This is great. I mean, I yeah. love you know Reed Richards is I love Reed Richards. That, that's the spoiler. Tom was super upset about that one because he he got spoiled on that. I did not, and I don't like spoilers before the movie, so I will stay away from that. But if I'm on a radio show, of course I'm you know we're talking about it. How can you? Oh yeah. You're gonna be like, and then mm. there was, and that thing so you know i'm gonna <laughs> anyway, go ahead julie yeah well wait a minute though so julian because uh, the only thing i've seen on the commercial is uh they've got patrick stewart's voice mm -hmm. oh mean, no no see like right before it came see, out yeah, like the yeah. last commercial trailer the week of like literally they came out after we saw the movie on that monday mm -hmm. like you watching basketball and oh no you see the whole illuminati Oh, oh really? You see, but they've got all them up in the chairs. They kind of they hide. They, they hide fantastic. They had they they hide him, but everybody else you see, you like, yo, bro, like that's a you out yeah. here, y'all. Disney don't care. They're like, you gonna see this anyway. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I I actually don't like to watch too many trailers. I'll watch like the first one. Mm -hmm. yeah, and I watch and then a I basketball. Don't, I don't like to. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, because otherwise, I you just get spoiled on too much mm. or. It, honestly, sometimes it gives you the wrong impression of the movie. We'll still flash back to Thor, the first one, where I thought I was going to hate it, and I loved it. So, I mean, you know, trailers, it can be hit or miss for me. But um, I don't like to get too spoiled on something I know I'm going to see anyway. If I mm -hmm. don't know, then I'll watch the trailer. But, I mean, let's be honest. Is there an MCU thing I'm not going to go see? No. <laughs> They've got me. At I just I admit it. It's not you know, I mean look, DC does too, but for different reasons. For very different reasons. I'm like, is it gonna be terrible? Please, please make it good. Whereas mm. Marvel, I'm like, it's gonna be at least fun. So mm, see we're opposites. <laughs> <laughs> I only see these movies because I make money from them. If there was Ulysses, no. I ain't see a lot of the movies. Mm -hmm. I just sat them out like they're not that important to me. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I find them very enjoyable, but I will say with this movie, I felt like there was not an emotional hook that they I felt like they tried. Mm -hmm. They kept trying. There were points where I saw where every emotion was supposed to land on me and mm. I did not feel most of them. And at least the first 15 minutes just felt like kind of chaotic and like you know, you were supposed to be connecting with people immediately, but you did not, because mm. they didn't—they didn't build any reason for you to care about the new character. You know, America uh, Chavez. Chavez. Thank yeah. you. I keep and forgetting her name too. Well, I want it I, to be America Gomez I, or America. I, well, so, you know. I, yeah, but no, America Chavez. You know, um, and the actress who uh, I guess is, has been in the Babysitters Club, and which I heard was really good. I haven't seen it yet, so sorry anybody who's a big fan. I it's on my list, but. Uh, she did a pretty good job and finally at the end there was like it landed for me emotionally when she didn't want him to leave at the end i was like oh now they've made their connection i finally felt it but it took almost the entire movie for me to feel like there was any kind of like camaraderie or a different even though 
The yeah. script called for it. He had to sacrifice was, himself, though. I mean, he was grudgingly, he needed her, you know? No, yeah. I know, I know, but Wait, like I'm saying, hold, hold it didn't, just it didn't a second. feel for me. You're listening to Fantastic Forum on WERA 96.7 FM and streaming online at WERA.FM. We are your community radio station. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined today by Mike Lunsford and Julian Lytle and Emily Witten. And uh, Emily, you were... So I was just yeah it, it it the emotions I wanted to I wanted to feel them I wanted to be into it I saw what they were trying to do and it was like looking at the puzzle as it's being put together instead of looking at the whole image that I guess has been glued to a board and framed on your wall whatever it is you know and on the flip side I will say I think Benedict Cumberbatch and uh, is the actor who plays Wong is his name Wong as well or am yeah, I confused Benedict okay. Wong. Uh, sorry, I was like Wong and Wong. Um, so I think they and their previous camaraderie and a little bit Christine, but it, it, the the alternate universe one uh, at the in the in the surrealist world, those those three kind of held together what you you know the feelings I did have. And Benedict Cumberbatch is killing it as Doctor Strange. I really think he's a good Doctor Strange. I enjoy him. It's also like the first on-screen role I've enjoyed him in. Um, <laughs> hmm. But uh, for any Sherlock fans out there, I'm sorry, and maybe I'll watch them again and try harder. Uh, but um, but I really thought that he did a great job. I thought alternate universe Christine, after they got to the surrealist universe, which I, I, I really loved, I want to shout that out, she did well. He and Wong have that friendship. But I just... It was a lot of fun to see. It's very visual. I like the visuals. I like seeing the multiverses. The one where they go through like the art ones, you know, the the different the different art type ones were fun. But overall, I was a bit disappointed in it, and it kills me to say because I was super excited about this movie. I like the doc- first Doctor Strange a lot. You know, I was just a little mm, underwhelmed with it, and that bums me out. But I do want to shout out, I was noticing, and I don't, I was saying to Julian earlier, I don't know if you said they were on the, what was it, the vision board? (laughs) Yeah, probably. The mood board. The mood board, thank you. I don't know if they were, but uh, the world where they go and everything's breaking apart and there's like the super dark Doctor Strange and they have the music fight which was very cool uh, it felt like it was a cross between these two surrealist photographers I used to love or still love um, named Jerry Yulesman and Scott Mutter unfortunately both deceased now but if anyone was impressed by the art of uh, artistic look of that world go look up these two guys because they were really cool old school darkroom photographers who did this great composite surrealist photography and i really love the look of the the world and some of that stuff anyway i'm talking like crazy here does anyone else have any thoughts about this am i the only one who cares about dr strange at all no i i actually i really really enjoyed this movie and okay it might even be controversial but i actually enjoyed this more than spider-man uh, no way home yeah that's great mm. wow and that's, <laughs> I, and that's it's cool it's just i felt i i felt spider-man um no way home was overcrowded i felt like they were trying to do too much and they were it was like it was just too much there it was still a good movie i still really enjoyed it i just really liked dr strange and the reason why especially is i am a huge sam raimi fan and mm. i'm watching this movie i'm like all right some of the dialogue's a little ham-fisted all right like there's a lot of show not tell cool whatever and then Ramey was it was almost like 
he just kind of grabbed the movie and was like, no, 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 I'm taking over. I'm going <laughs> horror with this. And he started doing his some of his like his his tells, his things that are strictly his. The thing with the eye, he loves images with eyes and he used that a mm. lot in this movie. He started doing that whole like first person camera where there's something moving, mm-hmm. something coming at you. Like it, it was a telltale Sam Raimi movie and I, <sighs> I loved it and I love like – it was a little nostalgia for me because it was all these Sam Raimi things. Like Bruce Campbell showed up. Yeah, like, but Mike, that was a great that, cameo. Mm. Oh, it was fantastic. Oh, Mike, I think maybe you hit it for me because when you said he grabbed hold, it. Hold, hold on. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. You don't talk for a while. Oh, I was just gonna agree with Mike. Oh no. And you did, oh, Mike. No. Please. Um, just overall, I, I really enjoyed this movie. I really liked the way. Because I read, I read some critique of the way Wanda was handled, and I know that her character, historically speaking, was not the best representation because <laughs> it was like, oh, women be crazy, and they've updated that to a certain degree. There's still some issues with it, but I thought it was really well portrayed, and it made sense, and especially if you've watched all of the stuff that's happened. If you watched WandaVision, if you've been keeping up with these sorts of things and like the turn at the end when she's there. And I, I want to say it's eight, three, eight is the universe that she was in. And she tried to take over the other Wanda and she sees the kids and the kids are like horrified of her. And it finally clicks that she's a monster and she gets it. That was, that was incredible. So like hats off to Elizabeth Olsen. I thought she did a fantastic job acting in this. And I agree with you, Emily, this is the, this is now two movies in a row that I've seen Benedict Cumberbatch where I don't think that he's a smug jerk. Yeah. And like, <laughs> and, and that's the thing is Stephen Strange is a smug jerk. So it kind of works. But like, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed this a lot. Um, I still think so far of the superhero movies that have come out this year, I still like the Batman more. But mm. this was really, really, really solid. Mm-hmm. See. Wait, Julian? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Julian. I don't, I, you know, for me, it was mid. It was okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw the Sam Raimi parts, and uh, he was having fun. And then you get the Marvel hands. They be like, "Oh, now we got to do this Marvel thing again, this MCU thing again." And I sit and I sigh, <laughs> and I see like you know, I don't like MCU Wanda. And I gotta be honest, I've never liked Wanda Maximoff that much. She's she's always been a very lazy character in a lot of people's hands. There's so many more interesting centerpiece. Marvel female team characters, i.e. Susan Storm, Jean Grey, even Valkyrie and the Defenders. Mm-hmm. You know, way more interesting people. But, you know, Wanda, Wanda, <laughs> Wanda, and she's going to come back because this movie made too much money. Mm. And I'm sick of her. <laughs> I want her to go away. <laughs> she doesn't have her father. She doesn't have her brother. Why should I care? Well, uh, where's her friends? There's no Tigra. There's nobody from the West Coast Avengers. They just have her alone, and I don't know why I should care. No friends, no siblings, no family. Not even a cow lady. Not even a cow lady. Mm. You don't tip me with the cow lady, and then don't give me the cow lady. But, but it's it's not for me. It seems like you're you're kind of splitting MCU Wanda with comic book Wanda. No, no, no. I mean, I'm taking issue with how they're adapting a character to the screen. People do that all the time with Shakespeare, 
regular books, Dickens, all this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. If they want to take it seriously, then I'm going to take this seriously. They're doing a subpar job to me. Hey, it's a good, it's all right. It had it. They see they started off when they messed up my when they messed up my guy. When I didn't get Shuba Gorath, they already started. They already started me on a bad day. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what I care about most. Shumagorath. And and they kind of did Shumagorath dirty it's not even there Gorath. The Oh, he Gargantos now. Oh, you can't pay for the Shumagorath license? I was oh, okay. wondering. I'm like, why are they calling Shumagorath Gargantos? Because they don't want to yeah. pay because they want to be cheap. And I saw Rescue Rangers. They got, they got money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what you were saying, though, about Wanda, I mean, because... Uh, Wanda, and I think we were talking about this immediately after the movie. Um, she was the girl, you know, in the new Avengers lineup with Captain America, Quicksilver, her brother, and Hawkeye. <clears throat> and, you know, she was the girl. And so all of them were secretly in love. Well, not Cap, but like, and she was secretly in Later love. Later on, they had well, Cap. See, that's the thing, because, you know, they, they did have that flirt. I mean, but that was years, decades later. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just it saying, it's like, like there's a bazillion yeah. issues. I'm just saying, like, I get mm-hmm. it. Like, I understand. I know the movie is doing well. Like, I'm happy for it. It's doing better than the first Doctor Strange. That means they can make another Doctor Strange. Uh, okay, they gotta they gotta find some direction. They kind of get to some direction, but I, and I wouldn't I wouldn't have gone that way. But you know that's just me. You know I'm salty. Yeah, well, and and I'm and a villain. I'm a hater. Not without cause. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not without cause. But I hear you. I hear you. And and um, you know may, perhaps. We will talk a little bit more about that in the second half of the show. Um, I mean, I, I would, because like, Emily needs to respond to some of this stuff. And she has been just wonderful sitting here like, oh my God, wait. Um, but that musical cue means that it's time for us to take a short break because, of course, Fantastic Forum comes to you via WERA 96.7 FM in Arlington, Virginia. We're a community radio station, and among other things, that means that we are non-commercial, which, among other things, means that we rely on the ongoing generosity of you, our listeners, as well as our underwriters and our sponsors, to be able to continue to bring you the outstanding programming that you have come to expect from this community treasure so visit the website at wera.fm or that of our parent organization arlington independent media at arlingtonmedia.org to find out how you can make your tax deductible gift in support of community media today did i mention that it's tax deductible that means you can write it off if you give us some money so consider doing that make it your business but as we have only scratched the surface of some of this and there's some other things that I thought we might talk about today we are going to return momentarily after we have had the opportunity to uh, remind you about some of the outstanding WERA shows coming up later today uh, and perhaps to acknowledge our sponsors and our underwriters as is their due but Emily and Julian and Mike and I have a lot more to say. We hope you'd like to hear it, so please stick around because we'll be right back.
And we're back here on the Fantastic Forum on WERA 96.7 FM and streaming via WERA.FM. We are Arlington. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined today by Julian Lytle and Emily Witten and Mike Lunsford. And when we took the break, we were talking about the latest, greatest movie from the Marvel Cinematic House of Ideas, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And I think generally we have all looked fairly favorable upon the favorably, excuse me, uh, uh, upon the movie, except possibly Julian, which I understand uh, Julian is kind of like Mikey on the Life Serial commercial when it comes to Marvel. Um, You know, but I think part of it is he just has high standards. Um, Unlike the rest of us. (laughs) (laughs) Higher standards, maybe. I'm just salty. Maybe maybe y'all. I I mean, like, I'm a pretty easy critic on movies for the most part. (laughs) To be honest, sometimes if I enjoy it, then I will, you know, have good and bad to say about it, even if it's like not that great. But I was, um, when Mike was talking earlier, I did want to say, I think Mike made a really good point when he said, like, Sam Raimi, then he, like, grabbed it and did Sam Raimi things with it. Because there were parts, portions of this movie that I loved. And then portions where I was like, I see what you're trying to do here, clank, clank, the machinery is not working 100%. But the parts that I loved were probably, I think, Mike, that they were maybe the Sam Raimi parts. Like, where he makes the cloak of dead souls. Like, I mean, that's cool as anything. Yeah. You know, pardon my... Pause there. That was raining. Um, take your yeah. kids. I mean, that was so, yeah, exactly. And and like the part where they went to that surrealist looking, falling apart, you know, like I, I said, I called it the black and white world. It wasn't black and white, but it was very muted. And then the part where his alternate strange was like, do you ever have that dream where you're falling off a building and like in, intimating uh. that he, cause he can, he can, he could multiverse hop. And so it's like, oh, I got a little kill right there. That was, that was a good one. Yeah. So there's, there's another telltale one too, where at the end, um, where he's running through the streets and all of a sudden the third eye pops out on yeah. his forehead. That's a that's a rainy. That's that's all rainy. But oh, to Julian's point and to your point, where there was some clunky stuff going on yeah. here, you have that great reveal, this horrifying reveal of oh god, the evil is within me, and then the post credit scene, like. Charlize Theron shows up and she's just like, hey, we got to go fight some stuff. He's like, oh, hey, check out my cool evil middle eye that I have now. Right. And you're like, wait a minute. You were just horrified by this like 10 seconds ago. Like yeah. It, it yeah. lost a lot of the punch that it had because of that. It was. It was yeah, that part that... was a bit weird. And I did. I did say on the way out, I was like, I hope I don't have to see that all the time during the next movie. Sometimes it's fine, but I would like regular Doctor Strange. We already got zombie one and evil one. And I'm like, oh, look, I, I loved I, zombie I, one. I, I, no, it, it was cool. but. It was cool, but it's hard to look at the entire time, you know? But, um, yeah, I mean, overall, like, I enjoyed... I'm going to see it again tonight, because one thing (laughs) is... Well, one thing friend wanted to see it, but another is... it was There was so much going on that I want to watch it again to kind of get all the things going on. And and all the multiverses were cool, and it was fun to see all those visuals, so I want to... And I also want to see if I react to it differently going into it with a different expectation of what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, You'll have to let us know about that after you've seen it. I think you're the only person I know who's gone back a second time. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that that Clea reveal I thought was pretty cool because, Mm. of course, readers of Doctor Strange in the comics know that Clea is his longtime uh, apprentice. 
and uh, they have completely ignored her in, and also romantic interests. I was going to say. They've comple- <laughs> yeah, completely ignored her in favor of the uh, Christine character uh, who has had a major focus uh, both in What If and in these films. The only... Th- I-, I loved the Easter eggs. I mean, showing me Reed Richards was really cool. Mm-hmm. Somebody had to tell me that was Anson Mount oh, as yeah. uh, Black Bolt, you know, as in the uh, TV series, the short-lived, I should say, TV series. You know, of course, Patrick Stewart, I, I recognized, um, you know, great to see the Monica Rambeau character as part of yeah. uh, the Illuminati. And even Captain Carter. It's like, why not? You know? Oh, man, but, though. Oh, no. I was just thinking what she did to Black that. Bolt was so... I mean, that was... Ooh, like, that got me. Oh, you me. mean Wanda? Yeah. Well, the fact that they made her the villain and... It was I, mind-blowing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you know what's interesting? I think the best acting that Elizabeth Olsen did was as the good Wanda taken over by the bad Wanda. Like, I thought she was the best mm. in her mother mm. role mm. and in her mother being taken over by the evil Wanda role. The, the original, the, you know, the original Wanda who was... Um, possessed by the book and everything or the demons mm. in the book oh yeah the dark I, hold yeah. yeah she was so straightforwardly evil after that one scene in the orchard which was pretty damn good darn good mm-hmm. uh but uh like the the i thought she was the best she was kind of chewing the scenery as the original one you know like mm. so dramatic and i thought she was the best as the mom taken over by evil wanda i thought that was like i don't know just a really good run of those scenes mm-hmm. and, and the way that she took everybody out was yeah. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was Mike that had talked about uh, how it, it, well, the impact that the scene had uh, towards the end where she realizes that she was the monster. And I thought that was great because here, well, oh, what you think these kids are now just going to come running to you? Right? Like, you, you saw it, you just jacked their mom up and now they're looking at you like, oh, wait, mommy, you know, help well, us. And, no, but it's okay. No, it ain't okay. Yeah, and what it I liked okay, is people you know? tried to mm-hmm. tell her and it did not get through. And I, you know, I thought that was an interesting take or an interesting way to go because that is how a lot of people are in life you know like people be like you're going down a bad road don't do that thing and everybody you know I'm like, do oh the no thing. i'm i'm fine everything's fine and I'm then all of a sudden to do the thing yeah then mm-hmm. they have to see it for themselves sometimes so it was an interesting way to approach it because i don't think that's commonly the way that it goes in superhero mm, movies yeah yeah hey my uh, biggest question mm, yes oh uh, sorry yuli no my no no yeah, you, you'll get the this. last word in on this when all things are considered with this and WandaVision, at the end of WandaVision, you have that great conversation between imaginary vision and the new white vision mm-hmm. where they have the ship of Theseus thing and imaginary vision touches um, white vision's head and he gets all of his memories. Where is vision? Why did right. vision not show up in this at all? And I understand like thematically you don't want to do that, whatever, but I just want to know where the heck that character is. Because I felt like he should have showed up or we should have seen him in the multiverse at some point. Like the only thing that I can think of, and we had this conversation on GGR earlier today, is that like she processed his death at the end of WandaVision when she's just like the finality of it. Like he's dead, he's gone, we're not going to be able to have our dream of having the house and having a life. 
and like now she's now fixated on the kids. And, and that's the he, only thing I can think of. Is he dead in all the multiverses though? That's the, I had the well, same thought. He isn't even like. dead in 616. I mean, you've got uh, he right. was he was reassembled and he wasn't himself. Mm-hmm. You know, he was this pale vision, you know. But that's what Mike is talking about. He got West all the memories Ex- of the, of the original right. vision. Yeah. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know. But it's it's surprising not only where is the original, you know, vision, but in all the worlds that they go to like he, we don't see him at all. He's well, not. I, I don't know. That surprised you know, me too. Uh, he, he 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 wasn't one of the people they had in this movie. <laughs> That's all I could say it's about that. The budget. That. Julian said it. Didn't yeah, yeah. have enough money for Paul Bettany. Yeah, yeah you know. And I guess Paul Bettany. He's gonna cost you. <laughs> I don't know what he would have really added to the story. He would just took focus for something else. Mm, yeah. yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a I magical mean, movie. Yeah. He a robot. Yeah. That's true. But they could have like oh, tossed off a like, line or something. I guess to like explain where he what's why not you know why maybe vision in the other multiverse is just dating rocking with each other she's mm-hmm. clearly she's not a superhero in the um illuminati universe that's so true yeah she just a lady with powers that got some kids that's true mm-hmm. yeah well <laughs> and, and, and and then apparently there was a lot of stuff that was considered that didn't actually happen what i had started to mention before apparently daniel craig was nearly in this movie as Balder the Brave. Oh. You know, from uh, Thor. Why would Balder be so old? (laughs) Hey, look, they they ultimately... He the younger brother, bro. He... Yo, Thor got like two younger brothers. Always say, always call Liam, Liam whatever. I call him Balder. Straight up. That's a good point. Like, he's Balder. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. yo, why don't they? They're just in the same family and they're all actors. They all like tall. Several of them. Yeah. Like yo, mm-hmm. just go get him. He was in the Hunger <laughs> Games. That's good dream casting over there. Like yo, he's right? bolder. Like stop playing with me. Put him in that mm-hmm. outfit. That would have been a thing. Like you know, bro, it's just just be lazy. I don't even know why. Just cut him the check. You got my man Thor in four movies. Four of his own movies. He got four. Who else got four? Clearly, he enjoys himself. That is true. Yeah, yeah, and it stepped away from the part and then stepped back. Mm. I guess his agent was like, "Chris, don't be a fool. Don't be, <laughs> don't be like that other Chris. <laughs> it's like you keep taking their checks as long as they'll keep writing nah, them, boy." Right? Captain America made the right decision. You about to see? <laughs> you about to see? <laughs> okay. Well, it, look. I mean, it, it, he's he's big enough as a as a performer to where he can do that and it certainly i mean i didn't mean to suggest it was going to harm his career i i merely say that and this is me as a performer talking because it's show business and if somebody is willing to write you i mean i frankly i admire those performers who can who have who are principled enough to step away from a uh any sort of project that remains financially viable how are you going it, direct if you out here in this machine, though? Yeah, well, you know... You can't yeah. write and direct if you in this machine. No, and, and particularly not and there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Rob Daddy Jr. is like, I got to go make some other stuff. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hey, it's working out for Michael B. Jordan. Mm. Yeah, hey, he's only a he's only a featured player. He's not even a main. He ain't a main star, you know. Because he 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 brought it, that's a different. But he's thing. so no, good no, in yeah. everything he's no, no, in. Yeah, yeah, he ab- is so good. Absolutely different conversation. Ugh. But switching gears, uh, because there were a couple other things that I'd wanted to cover, and ooh, we're getting short on time. Yeah. Uh, that Avatar two trailer. I mean, of course, ooh. Avatar, biggest movie of all time. Like a long time ago and now they've finally gotten around to getting this uh, trailer out and I had the privilege of sitting next to Julian Lytle when we saw the thing and uh, yeah there you go alright keep talking 
put them glasses on. And I feel yeah, it was people 3D. Will have we to saw watch it in three D. Watch yeah. it on YouTube is like you ain't getting the full you ain't getting the real effect. You think you, you think it looks good. When you put 3D. them classic glasses on, <laughs> like I ain't put them classic glasses on in so long, you put them on, you be like, oh, where we at? We in Pandora? Ooh. Look at that. I feel like I can move the leaf out the way. <laughs> Only James Cameron know how to make 3D work like this. Oh, is there particles in the air? Oh, no, that's the th that's the CG. Look, they got different hair textures. I can see this. What, has he got the muscle on the hand? When he's tightening the strap around it, when he's getting on the Final Fantasy dragon thing? <laughs> what? What? There's water? Why the water looks so much like water? What? I guess I'm going to have to see the 3D? movie in 3D if I see it. There's so. no reason to ever watch any... Like, I didn't see... Avatar does not... I don't even know how people watch Avatar without 3D. I, it was a much better movie in 3D. I, the first time I saw that movie, I saw it in 3D. I've never seen it. Really? It's, it's much I better. I confess. I confess I have never. I've been to Pandora and Disney, but I have not seen Avatar. And I feel like I, I now need to go see it so that I can see, see this in 3D, 3D in the theaters. Because mm -hmm. Julian's selling me on this over oh, here. Oh, it's something. Yeah. Mike, I mean, what so were you often, saying about that? I was just going to say that so often James Cameron gets is like the butt of the joke. Where people are just like, oh, I can't believe Avatar sequels are taking this long to do. And then they come out and everybody just shuts up. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, 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 the reveals come out and they're all just like, all right, James Cameron, we're sorry. Yeah, like, yeah, people are like, ho, ho, why it takes so long? Yeah, because he had to make a camera that could shoot on water, right? He makes the camera. He designs it and builds it because he out here being like Reed Richards. But these people want to see Reed Richards. He need to go under the, under the sea. He going to make a submarine. Because that's James Cameron. Mm. I mean, I guess I have to see mm. the first one. Because I saw the trailer for the second one, and there's almost no Wait, you talking. haven't seen the first one? That's, that's what, what she I said. said. I haven't she seen said. it. Oh, I I've never seen had, the no, original she seen Avatar. The original. You guys can oh. laugh at me now. It's Isn't true. no laughing. It's like nah. not hearing Thriller. I, I haven't yeah. seen it. Oh, I, well, I've heard Thriller. I'm just saying, <laughs> sure, everybody should. But I know, yeah. but like... I don't know. I don't know. At the time, I was just not super interested no, in it. it. It's and I didn't hear good explain. things about the story. It, it, it's all good. The story, no, I'm yeah, telling you why. I, I heard that the visuals but I'm were saying, great, you but don't the story have was to unimpressive. Explain that because you're absolutely right. And honestly, even sitting there in the movie in 3D, I mean, I, we were 20 minutes in. I was checking my watch. Well, because I, I, I could see a mile away where this thing was going. Well, and where this like, guy was getting ready at, to be a better indigenous guy. Right. Than the I mean, indigenous that's what people, I heard you know? about this story. No, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I was there, like, there I don't go, know. I heard go. the visuals were no, great. No, Maybe say, I'll see say, the second one. Say no more. But I, the second trailer had almost no indication why I should care about it, except for the visuals. So it's like the first one again. I'm like, why am I going to this movie? What is mm -hmm. the story? Am I going to care about these characters? Maybe. Maybe I'll watch the first one and it'll turn out that I will really care about the characters. But it's kind of like when they made Avatar The Last Airbender, the cartoon, into a movie. And I started watching it and I was like, oh, I can't do this. Like, mm. this is terrible. I'm, mm. I'm going to go. So I'm like, I'm a little concerned that maybe I'll go and I'll be like, oh, like mm. you said, he's going to be a better indigenous person. It, look, <laughs> I can't it, do it, this. If you've seen <laughs> Dances with Wolves, if you've I seen have the seen last... I have seen Dances with Wolves. Well, then there's wolves. no reason to see this. Okay. No. It, I liked oh, Dances no, it, with it, Wolves, here's, but here, I, wait, you know, here's at the, the time. Thing. Like, yes, it shares some, some things like that. Where him being a better version, like, no, he does ingratiate himself into the culture, which... Is a different thing because in this you actually gotta like get a body. It's not like oh he he paints himself up like they have this whole thing. It's a, it's a thing. But <laughs> it's, it's why it's called Avatar. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I know the basic premise. Hold that thought. 
You're listening to Fantastic Forum on WERA 96.7 FM and streaming via WERA.FM. We are Arlington. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined today by Mike Lunsford, Emily Witten, and Julian Lytle. Julian. So, I think there's a reason why it became the highest grossing movie, most popular movie in the world. Because it does have a very universal story. Just like as we keep telling the same story, that's essentially Exodus or Jesus, any Messiah thing. To me, the movie reminded me of playing early Final Fantasies. And when I mean early Final Fantasies, there's a there's something messing up the planet. You have to go find some crystals and come together to teach the people that's messing up the planet to stop messing up the planet and overcome the evil person that won't listen and things is better than it's a very everybody can understand this it don't matter the language you could be you barely need to actually listen to it you get what's going on so it's our world it's our world we have to teach people stop messing up the planet that's what all no, the story I, I, yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the point of the story he was right, like yo no. listen yeah just like the abyss was the abyss and terminated he's telling the same story over and over again that's why them joints are so popular I mean that's hmm. a, yeah it's a good point. I will watch the first one because I am I am interested in seeing the second one in the theater for the effect of it and maybe I'll end up really liking it. I don't know, but I've just never had the impetus to go and watch it. It's not the for everybody. Like you don't have no, to watch not, it. No, but you really don't. I'm curious. It's lit though. It yeah. looked crazy. All right. Well, I I want to see the visuals of the second it, one at it least. It was an so. inter- I'll give it I'll give, it was an entertaining movie ultimately. I, it, mm-hmm. It's just simply that I knew very early on they telegraphed that, okay, this guy is going to end up being a better indigenous person than the indigenous people. Mm-hmm. And I personally, I'm just tired of that element uh, yeah, yeah. of these stories. You know, I mean, <laughs> or I don't know, maybe if it was a brother who was a better indigenous person, it's always the white dude, <laughs> uh, you know? And I, I'm I like, say, oh, wait. I will the say, magical white the dude. Disney yeah, ride is yeah, really, really good. Savior. I've been yeah. on the Disney ride multiple times where you can ride the Ikron or Banshee. And Mike, I'm sure you'll back me up because I'm assuming you did it recently <laughs> it is the dopest ride ever it's so good it's a really good ride so maybe the visuals of the movie in 3d are going to make me feel like oh i'm back on the ride but for three hours or however long it's going to be <laughs> so maybe i think I'm gonna it was like it two i think it was like two and a half hours maybe yeah. okay well the, no the current one oh like you mean the, the wait one. to get on the ride <laughs> no yeah that's true yeah the next that's movie true. might be oh man it might be close to three hours who knows but he yeah, got I mean, like he yeah. got two others in the chamber too he ain't that's dying. true oh. that's true they've his plan was five five for, movies wow. tell the story. he shot all right he shot this one i'm I know gonna he have got to go back ones. and watch the first one and get up with the story and watch the second one in the theater all right i'm gonna do it guys it has mecca in it like man, that joint was lit. Yeah. The trailer did look really, really Yo, it good. It has depth of field in yeah. the shadows that you can see in 3D. That's Ain't nobody cool. working at that level. Yeah, no, that is very cool, and I appreciate those visuals. So I, I'll mm. have to, I'll have to give it a try. You know, <laughs> if Roberto were here, he would appreciate all that stuff. <laughs> I know because he, he would you know, say, here's the thing about Avatar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he would pick somebody else to call on. <laughs> Try to yeah. spread the wealth, man. Uh, well, you know, and, and I appreciate that about him. All right, look, we've only got a couple of minutes left, but I did want to uh, just mention the fact that there is a new Doctor Who that has been cast, Shuti Gatwa, and he is, uh, apparently he's Scottish, even though he was born in Rwanda, and uh, he is going to be the 14th Time Lord 
and he is a person of color. It is a heck of a thing. Um, so uh, I did want to just mention that and find out how we kind of feel about that because I've been a Doctor Who fan uh, for a long time, ever since the fourth Doctor. And, uh, you know, because I think the first Doctor that you see, that you become enamored with is your favorite. Tom Baker was my guy, remains my guy, but I have loved the franchise ever since then. And I'm just tickled to think that there are going to be kids who now their doctor is going to be this black guy. This is a heck of a thing. I love love the fact that you're seeing characters that were in their first incarnation, crusty old white dudes, getting replaced with people of color and women. And like, I love it for two reasons. One, because of representation, but two, because it is pissing off so many racist and sexist people. And it's just, it's wonderful. It sustains me. There are days where I'm like, man, I forgot to bring lunch. And I just go online and I read it. And I'm like, ah, that's a word. <laughs> well, but also because this particular character lends itself to being other people. I mean, ever since they came on that very early on, because they the, the first guy who they had cast was leaving the part, they're like, hey, he's an alien. He regenerates. It's a body change. He becomes a completely different person. And it's like, what? That's why that's ingenious. We mm-hmm. can keep casting this role over and over and over again. And so why can't he be a woman? (laughs) Even though (laughs) at one point they did suggest that when you did the body change, the the sex didn't change. Maybe the race changed, but the sex didn't change. And then they went against that. But hey. But they changed the rules a couple times in this this what I call newfangled Doctor Who. (laughs) Because they messed the count up. And I just live with it. It's got to be weird for me because I don't watch a lot of the new Doctor Who. I'm old Doctor Who. Like. Okay, I saw you, you mean like old, real like doctor. old. I was real just doctor, saying, real, real you know what I'm saying? I'm talking like real bootleg effects, Doctor Who. Like, <laughs> I'm saying, talking about one through eight. You know how, how siced I was when Fox was doing that little TV movie with Doctor Number Eight? I was mad he didn't get his series. I was like, what? So, yeah, like, I'm glad it's a black dude. I still want like an Indian woman doctor. Hopefully, oh, that would that. be really cool. Hmm. Because yeah. to me, like, they, I, like I only care. Like, this is weird. I only care about what the British people care about with Doctor Who. Like, yeah. I don't think America's got nothing to say. It's like we watch it, but like, yo, it's it's a yo, British it's not show. ours. Like, yo, it's <laughs> we borrowing it. It's like you know yeah. we get to watch it, but it ain't us. Like, I want people to represent like the Commonwealth and the different things of Britain. So like. Yeah, we need like somebody who represents that. Like, so I want Indian, yeah, the Indian diaspora, pop, yeah, you know, the South Asian mm-hmm. and that, and just that. So, like, I'll, I'm, I'll check it out. Like, I've seen some of, um, was it Jody Whitaker? Whitaker, yeah. yeah. I watched some of hers, she's good. Uh, mm-hmm. and I watched Eyebrows. That's the only, <laughs> those are the only new doctors I've watched because I rock mm. with old doctors. I want my doctor to be older than me. Yeah. Never younger mm. than me. I kind of jump around, so I've seen you know some of all of them. I think it makes sense. Mm. You know, make the doctor a different doctor. It could be anybody. Mm. So mm. it's logical in the story. So why not do it? No, indeed. Hey, look, but uh, that musical cue means we're out of time for this episode. Real quick, Emily, because uh, you've been uh, 
you're nominated for a Ringo? Not yet. Not yet. Oh, no, oh, that's this, what is, this is. This is. I forgot last time, y'all. If you support comics and you want to support uh, my work at the all, under, the, the Underfoot Under Into mm -hmm. the Sun, the second one in the series, could be nominated for a Ringo Award by anybody out there. If you just go to RingoAwards.com before June 30th, you could nominate us for Best Kids Comic or Graphic Novel. We would love to be nominated. It was a huge honor last time. We're really proud of this book and the continuing series. And there's some other great categories. If you're a comics person and you want to nominate some other folks for, you no, know, let's, best let's, artist, let's, best let's, writer, let's stick do to that too. The underfoot. Yeah, no, no, no. For, yeah. for best let's, kids comic or graphic novel, I'd love it if you guys you would go. nominate the underfoot into the sun. What's that? RingoAwards.com. RingoAwards. R I N G O. That's right. Awards.com. Thank there you. you vote, vote early, vote often. Yeah, <laughs> nominate us so we can get on the ballot. That'd be there great. There you go. All right. Please Thank do. You. Please do. Hey, so I'd like to thank uh, our panelists and you two for having tuned in. Of course, Fantastic Forum, you can check it out on the website. We're also a television show. The website is fantasticforum.tv. We've got all the different segments broken out. The toy and game profiles, the special features, the interviews. We've got interviews with the likes of the late George Perez and the late Neil Adams. You want to avail yourself of the opportunity to check those out. Also, the radio show is available as a, pro as a podcast thanks to Mike Lunsford and the Great Geek Refuge. Find it on all the platforms where your favorite podcasts are available. And also, the show re-airs right here on WERA each and every Thursday from 3 to 4. And of course, be sure to come back for the first run broadcast here on Saturday afternoons. We'll be back next Saturday at 4 p.m. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, people. Stay safe.